Radio. Welcome to the Unlimited Wealth Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs like you build the wealth and lifestyle you deserve. My name is Nicholas Jensen, bringing you the secrets behind the relationships, strategies, and mindset of the most successful people on the planet. Showing you how to collapse time frames in order to win at business, money, and the adventures of life. You don't know what you don't know, so I'm here to show how the wealthy live, think, and make their money grow. It's time to live the life that you deserve. I'm, I'm here to help. My, my name is Nicholas Jensen. And, and this is Unlimited Wealth. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Unlimited Wealth Podcast. My name is Nicholas Jensen. Hey, thanks for joining me today on this Wisdom and Wealth episode. Today, we're going to talk about three of uh, the biggest wealth destroyers out there. So three things that you want to keep an eye out for. And if you know how, you can absolutely combat it. But most people, and when you look at the financial industry as a whole, most people, one, don't know how to combat it, and two, aren't given the proper advice from financial advisors on how to combat these things. So I just want to go over the three biggest wealth destroyers with you. So one, you know about them. And then two, as you move forward, you can figure out some things that you can do in order to combat these destroyers. Number one, probably, I, I don't want to say this is the biggest, but this is a big one, especially when it comes to investing. One of the biggest wealth destroyers out there is fees. So when you think about fees, think about all of the investing fees that you have to pay in order to invest in the markets. So this could be wrapped up in some type of government retirement plan. This could be wrapped up in some type of 401k plan, solo 401k plan. This could be trading fees. This can be just uh, brokerage fees. This could be assets under management fees. So assets under management fees is probably one of the biggest ones that individuals, especially business owners that are just investing in brokerage accounts or investing with financial advisors have to combat. So when you think about it, you're like, well, you know, it makes sense that I have to pay a fee for somebody to, to manage my money correctly and things like that. The first thing that I would say is one, you don't need anybody to tell you how to manage your money correctly. If I'm just being quite frank with you, this isn't rocket science. Like we're not building a rocket ship. There's basic principles that you can follow with basic financial vehicles that will get you to where you want to be and will catapult you a lot farther than the financial industry uh, wants you to believe that you can get on, get on your own. So fees is number one. So if you kind of look at fees there, one thing you want to look at. So let's just take market returns, right? If you just looked at the, the market, because uh, that's where most people will look, and you look at the past 30 years and kind of the average rate of return, which average rates of return versus actual rates of return are two different things. And we'll talk about that in a later podcast. But let's just say you took the average rate of return of the S&P 500. You're looking at about you know 10% or so. So we're just going to, a little over 10%. So we're just going to use basic math, okay? If you saved, you know, let's say $20,000 a year over 30 years and got that rate of return on a consistent basis, and you project that out 30 years, you're going to have about $3.7 million in an account. So here's where the fees come into play. So let's just assume out of all the fees you pay, trading fees, brokerage fees, any type of assets under management fees, let's just say all of those fees add up to 2%. So 2% on your assets, saving $20,000 a year over 30 years. Well, obviously, as you know, the first couple of years, those fees are going to be pretty small. But what happens is over the lifetime of that 30 years, you're going to pay about a half a million dollars in fees. 
And you might say, well, okay, that, that makes sense. Over 30 years, as my account grows, I'm going to pay a little bit more in fees. But here's the crux of that problem is those fees also have a compounding effect. Okay. So if you took that same $20,000 a year, projected that out just over 10% a year for 30 years, you're at $3.7 million. Take off a half a million dollars in fees. You're thinking, well, I should still be at, you know, what? $3.2 million. Unfortunately, that's not the case, my friends. If you take those 2% fees off over those 30 years, you're actually destroying about $1.3 million in wealth because those fees compound as well. So if you took that 2% uh, fee over the next 30 years, you're only going to end up with about $2.4 million. So that's number one. Fees are number one. Make sure you know exactly what fees you're paying and make sure that you combat those fees or try to reduce those fees as much as possible on any type of financial transaction that you're making. That's number one. Number two, taxes. So this, as the saying goes, only two things are guaranteed, death and taxes, which actually isn't true because if you're an infant and you pass away, you probably didn't pay taxes. But taxes are a huge part of our financial society, right? And when you look at taxes today, oftentimes people are thinking to themselves, how can I reduce my taxes today? Like, what can I do to pay less taxes this, this year? Which is okay to think that way. But the way that you really want to think is, how do I reduce my lifetime tax value or my lifetime tax burden? It's not necessarily about saving taxes today. It's about how do I save, the ta- save taxes over my lifespan or over the, the life of, of my investing? So if you look at the tax environment we're currently in, so this is 2020, we're in one of the lowest tax environments we've ever been in. The chances of taxes going up are fairly likely. In fact, if I was to bet the farm, I would bet the farm that the the taxes are going to go up over the next 5, 10, 20 years. And if you look at the, the national debt, that's, I mean, that's inevitable, right? We can't sustain this type of spending without paying that back somehow, unless we just completely bankrupt the the economy. But nonetheless, so my point is the chances of taxes going up are pretty, pretty likely. So when you look at that, you want to, you want to look at your lifetime tax burden and say, okay, if taxes are either going to stay flat or go up from a pure mathematical standpoint, it's better for me to save in a tax-free environment. So what that means is I pay taxes today, put my money in some type of financial vehicle that will allow it to grow tax-free. So that's, that's number one, right? And there's different uh, strategies you can do that. Uh, one of the ones that I recommend highly is a high cash value life insurance policy. So that's one way that you can save money tax-free. The other thing that you can look at is, hey, if you own real estate, Use the tax code to your advantage. Do 1031 exchanges when you're um, exchanging that real estate. So if you've got you know, a small commercial building and you're going to a bigger commercial building, do a 1031 exchange. If you've got single family homes and you're going to multifamily, 1031 exchange. Find ways to m- roll that money into other assets without, ha- without incurring a tax liability uh, when doing so. The other thing you can do with your business is you can apply for R&D tax credits. So these are tax credits out there that a lot of business owners aren't aware of that they may have access to. 
So look into that and, and apply for R&D tax credits. There's different ways that you can take compensation in order to reduce your tax bill. The way that you take your compensation uh, via salary versus dividends can affect your tax bill. Uh, you have the ability to pay your kids up to $12,000 a year, which will allow you to reduce your tax bill. Uh, you can use the Augusta rule to rent your home back to your business for 14 days a year. That will help reduce your tax bill. There's, As a business owner, there's several different ways that you can re use the tax code to your advantage in order to reduce your tax bill, which we know taxes is one of those big wealth destroyers. So that will help you to reduce the lifetime tax value that you incur. So that's number two, taxes. Find ways every way you can to legally reduce your tax bill. That's number two. Number three, inflation. So inflation destroys wealth as fast as anything else out there. And so when you look at inflation, inflation is just simply purchasing power, right? And to kind of put this in perspective, let's just assume that there's a 3% inflation rate. If there's a 3% inflation rate, which I think is a little higher if you look at actual inflation, but let's just assume there's a 3% inflation rate. You extrapolate that out over 30 years. What that means is your purchasing power is going to be less than half of what it is today. And so this is one of the, the problems that I see people uh, run into when they're projecting what they're going to need when they retire or how much money they're saving, right? And the financial industry doesn't do anybody any favors here when helping them project these things. Because oftentimes people will look at the, the dollar amount in today's dollar. So they'll extract, extrapolate that out and say, oh, if I continue to do what I'm doing, I'm going to have a million dollars when I retire. I'm going to have $2 million. And that looks good in today's numbers, maybe. But if you look at the purchasing power, fast forwarded 30 years from now, if you have a million dollars saved up, that only gives you less than a half a million dollars in purchasing power. So inflation is one of those things that will destroy wealth as fast or faster than anything else. So what you've got to look at is when you're investing and when you're acquiring cash flowing assets, you've got to look at things that will help you to hedge inflation. So as inflation increases, that asset also increases with inflation that will allow you to kind of offset that and hedge that. Again, so these are some of the three biggest uh, wealth destroyers out there. A lot of people don't know how to combat it, but if you know how to combat it, there's some very specific strategies that you can do to help put yourself on the side of not necessarily taking advantage of these things, but being able to combat these things effectively. Uh, I hope that's helpful. Thanks so much for listening. We will talk to you guys next time. Have a great week. See ya. Hey, real quick. Are you a six or seven figure entrepreneur who's making great money, but like so many other unwealthy successes, you're not seeing your wealth grow? If so, I can help. Head over to nicholascjensen.com forward slash wealth and take my free wealth building assessment now. Learn how to become a strategic investor and start building the wealth you and your family deserve. Again, that's Nicholas, the letter C, Jensen.com forward slash wealth. We'll see you next time on Unlimited Wealth.